We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 68. Blair will start with telling you how to write good blog content, and I will be looking at how a mindful approach can help you relax and de-stress. Yeah, hi everyone. So a couple of uh, episodes ago in uh, episode 59, we talked a bit about how to set up your content in a way that's going to work for uh, search engines and, you know, be um, engaging to uh, people and, and basically make your content useful. So this time we want to talk a bit more about blog content and, and just some other ideas around it and just a bit of structure to how you can set up your blog content so it can be just stronger and more engaging to your users. Okay, so a couple of tips before you start. You really want to know your customer. So that means understanding the demographics you know you can you should have a really good picture of who your customer is what age group they are what country they come from what interests they have and all of the rest because if you don't know your customer then how can you write something that's targeted at them the second thing is you need to research your keywords so you know you need to know what your target market is likely to be searching for because then you can put those keywords within your in your um, blog content and then also understanding the pain points that your customer might have that you could then address in your blog is going to be a major drawcard to people looking to solve a problem and then they can come to your blog and find the answer. So just a few things to work out before you begin. Then what you want to do is look at your blogging format. So how are you going to set your blog up? Is it going to be kind of like a question-based blog post or is it maybe what they'd call a listicle, which is basically a list of, um, you know, say 10 clever ways to grow your online business? Um, or is it going to be a guide? You know, is this going to be, for example, a guide of how to write great content for your blog? Um, the other one is you could do it as an infographic. So that's where you kind of do a diagram which has information on it and, um, you know, is, is quite engaging for users because it's easy for them to understand and, and get information out of a picture rather than just a, a block of words. And then the last one would be personal stories. So, you know, writing a compelling personal story which people can relate to. So they're just sort of five different types of how you could set your blog up in terms of the format. Once you've sorted all of that out, you basically want to move on to work out, you know, what topics you're going to write for your blog. And, you know, you can go to sites like Scoopit or Medium.com, you know, and there's a number of these sort of sites which pretty much writers are posting content on all the time. And so you can go to the if look for look for ideas and examples to base your blog around. Again, you want to align your blog with your products. So, you know, if, you're, if your website's selling a product and you've got a blog that's on that site, you want to make sure that the topics are somewhat related to your product. They don't need to be directly talking about your product, but you do need to have a correlation between the two. Otherwise, it looks very disjointed for your users. 
So once you've done that, you, you really want to break your blog down into parts. So we're going to talk about the, the end first. So the conclusion really matters. You need to have a strong closing argument, which emphasizes the message in the rest of your blog. So basically it hooks into the introduction. So you have the message in the introduction and you reiterate that message in the conclusion. The other thing is what you want to be doing is making sure that the information in your blog has pretty much researched topics and content. So look for research papers, look for government websites, look for industry experts, and look to pull quotes and ideas from those and remember to reference them and link back to those sites because that will present your blog as being a lot stronger and a, a lot more knowledgeable. So then once you've once you've done that, you want to look at the main content of how you're going to write your blog. If you've got your introduction, you you know, you need to have a strong middle section. And basically the way you want to do that is to make it very easy to read. You want to have short sentences and paragraphs and also use bullet points. And that helps break up the bulk of your content and it makes it easy for the user to read and you know, skim through the actual um, words to find the things that they want. You need to include relevant images because that, again, that breaks it up. It makes it more interesting and more engaging for the user. And then remember to include calls for action. So, you know, if you're relating your blog to a product, you want to have calls to action to, you know, to send the user to that product or relate the content to that product and, and actually get them to click through and potentially buy your product. So having calls for action in there is, is a really good way to do that. So once you've got that structure set up, you want to basically go through and edit your work. Now do that last. So use um, some tools like Hemingway Editor or Grammarly, because these are great to actually look at how readable your blog is to the user. So they use technology to scan through your content and tell you actually, you know, well, this bit's too long or this bit doesn't read right, doesn't sound right. So then you can fix those bits before you actually go to post it. And then I think one of the final things is to create a thought-provoking headline. So before you actually go and post your, you know, your blog content, you really need to grab your audience with a with a headline. And you know, they say a lot of the attention is is based on your headline. So 80% of the visitors will actually only go into the blog if your headlines engaging and captures their attention. So you really want to make sure that the headline is, you know, it basically satisfies the search engines as well. So it needs to be optimized. So it means that Google are going to look at is going to look at your headline and relate that to the content and send traffic to you, you know, your blog because of the headline. So make sure that the headline's really to the point and really relatable to the content. So these are just a couple of ideas about just how you can structure your blog to be more, I guess, engaging to your users and also engaging to Google because Google sends the traffic to your blog. So you want to make sure that you're you know, covering off all of those parts. Right, Emily. Great, thanks, Blair. Yeah, so I'm just going to carry on from uh, some of the previous episodes where I've talked about mindfulness and how to be a bit more mindful in your everyday life because you know no one um, is immune to ha to feeling anxiety and stress it is part of life and I'm not 
trying to eradicate that. I'm just trying to look at ways that you can manage it and be less stressful and less uh, anxious. And I'm just going to talk about how I got into doing some mindfulness and meditation and how that's helped me as well. So uh, mindfulness is a sort of meditation practice and it can help you focus on the present moment. And that's what we're going to talk about a bit more in the next episode. But for this episode, we're just focusing a bit more on mindful practices. And research indicates that mindful meditation encourages our minds to operate less reactively and therefore can help you stay calm, relaxed and focused. And so for me, I first discovered sort of mindful meditation through uh, yoga and yoga practices in a variety of classes. When I was um, back in the UK, I've been probably doing it for, you know, 10 or 15 years. My mum got me into doing some yoga and always at the end of those practices, you have this time of relaxation and it really does help you to relax and refocus and sort of reset yourself. And I then more recently um, started to do a Les Mills body balance class. And I found that really, really good for me. I used to do it once a week in a class actually over in the UK. And it was an hour of really good, quite intense sort of yoga poses and a real exercise. You're really getting your body moving, so some physical exercise. And then at the end, there was an eight to, eight to 10 minute relaxation meditation session at the end. And it just, it, I really did find it really, really good for me and also with this with the COVID-19 at the minute they Les Mills also do um Les Mills on demand and so I've signed up to that and it's just great to be able to do it in your own home as well you're not having to go anywhere and what the really good thing about the Les Mills classes are um you can do long one hour sessions but they also do some short just meditation sessions that are just sort of five to ten minutes long so you can actually sort of choose and pick your sort of exercises. And alongside the body balance that they do, they also do some really intense workouts if that's what you're looking for as well. And I've just found it a really good way of uh, relaxing and de-stressing. And particularly if you find it hard to sleep because you've got things on your mind, just using some of the tips that they give you in terms of focusing on your breathing, you can just do it in bed if you, if you find it hard to sleep and that should really help to try and relax you. And it's about taking small steps at the beginning. Remember, anything is better than nothing and just give it a go and see see how you get on. Yeah, I think it's quite relevant, especially in the world at the moment. You know, there's um, just so much change and uncertainty out there that, you know, there's, there's a lot of anxiety out there. And I think, um, you know, some of these mindfulness courses and and downloads and things are really good to just tune into every now and again and, and especially at points when you're a bit anxious or a bit heightened mm. um, it's a good sort of habit to get into we'll put the les mills link in the show notes so you can uh, go onto the website and have a look if you're interested in um, having a look at their on-demand uh, offerings yeah there's so, lots of just information about the workouts that they do on there as well yeah, it sounds good. Thanks, Emily. So that's all we've got time for on episode 68. We'll see you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step -step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.